0: Hello, and welcome to Breakout, an escapist conversation show about all things games, movies, TV, and the life that happens in between them. This is episode number 17 slash episode number one, depending on how you want to view this. Uh, My name is Marty Sliva, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nick and Casey Wosu. What's up, fellas? Hello. Hey, guys. Hey. So usually I have to say the date at the beginning of our recordings, because sometimes our episodes go up several days, (laughs) weeks later.
1: I have nothing Uh, to do with that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> today is uh wednesday november 17th and if you're watching this right now you might be watching it live so welcome this is uh uh our our inaugural uh breakout live so we're we're no longer just a podcast we're a we're a we're a show we're a serialized drama now yes we're like this is prestige tv
1: this is prestige halo tv
0: pressed cut we went Thirty yes. seconds in, and you're <laughs> talking. You, which is good. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is yeah. on the, the docket for today. It is so on the fine. docket. <laughs> we'll, we'll allow it this time. Yeah, we have, a, we have a great show planned today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Elden Ring uh, Network Test. Don't worry, we're not going to go into deep spoilers or anything, but uh, Nick and I got to spend quite a bit of time in it uh, over the weekend and last week, so give you some impressions of that. Uh, obviously, the big news of the week is Halo, multiplayer, stealth dropping, and so we've all played quite a bit of that, so we'll talk about our impressions of that. And then go over the Game Awards nominees, which, uh, despite the fact that the Game Awards are just sort of a silly, fun thing, have, have ruffled some feathers Man, as they do I'm every year. Everybody gets like Everybody's, every year.
1: Everyone gets it's every year. You can you can count on awards. two things every year: people being mad about the Game words and people being mm-hmm. mad about difficulty in Dark Souls.
0: <laughs> hmm Yeah. Also, <laughs> just make it easy. It's fine. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> Everything gets fixed. Uh, but yeah, welcome. If this is uh, uh, your first breakout, uh, welcome. Like we said at the beginning, this is a uh, conversation show. The three of us get together every week and uh, chat about. Uh, our lives, we chat about the games we've been playing, the movies we've been watching, uh, uh, the big news of the week. Uh, we go on a lot of tangents. Uh, sometimes Nick tells some stories that become way too personal. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, yeah, usually we've uh, recorded this as a, as a you know podcast and a little bit of a video, but we decided to, to change this to a live format. So um, the, the spirit of the show won't be changing, but the format will be a little bit. Um, uh, and, and welcome everyone in chat thanks for joining us especially folks uh, you know on the west coast joining us very early uh, folks in folks in europe hanging out in the afternoon uh we will be reading super chats um we'll probably be doing that at the back half at the end of the show
1: right? Yeah, at the at the very end of the show and how we're going to we're going to be testing this format a little bit uh i know people want some more visual elements instead of just a podcast uh so we may down the line, you know, add in some uh B-roll for games that we're talking about. Casey's added glasses now, and he's yeah. Can
0: we talk about what about happened there? <laughs> how did that
1: happen? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was reacting to a comment in <laughs> the thread. We, we're gonna have to change our whole whole brand to glasses and beards. <laughs>
0: I'm floored i didn't even know you had glasses this is like that should be a new, bar- that, should be a new that should be a new barber
1: that should be a shop name glasses and beards <laughs> glasses and beards that's <laughs> yes
0: just, that's just san francisco as a city yeah it's uh, like
2: a bar in the city somewhere yeah right? I'm yeah sure. yeah probably and but
1: getting back to the format uh so we may end up adding some b-roll into the into the live streams down the line uh we didn't want to do it today because like, we know people don't want to be spoiled, spoiled on elden ring And then I didn't feel like setting it up right away. And the the second part will be that as far as super chats go, we want to be a bit more interactive with the audience on that part and make it a bit more fun. Uh, And because this podcast is kind of free form, we were talking about like maybe setting it up so super chats can help us decide like the last final topic or the last topic of the show, uh, which could be anything random. And if you haven't listened to Breakout before, we talk about all kinds of weird shit. Uh, So this is very much not just a video games podcast, but a very. Uh, free form We might talk about games. We might talk about movies. We might talk about TV shows. Sometimes we do craft beer reviews, even though I'm the only one that drinks it. Yeah. Yep. And then aside from that, like sometimes we talk about like rapture cities in the, the West Coast <laughs> that are gonna happen. I thought you were gonna so. say rap, and then you said. Oh, rap, well, you guys I do that. I, I thought, sometimes I, I tune you were out of say that.
2: Like, like rapture, like just the end of the world in general. Oh, wait. I mean
1: that—that so, might—that might be a thing too.
0: We've just been living that for the last five years. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. But as far as uh, the reason we're doing Breakout Live now is because we have a little bit of a content update. Uh, Jack and I have decided to put the Escapist Show on ice uh we kind of just haven't really had too many topics to talk about uh he doesn't really keep up with the latest games so that makes it kind of hard to discuss things uh and he was just a bit more he was getting more stressed out just doing the show because he had to find something new to play every week and if you know jack he doesn't like playing new games every week <laughs> so he likes going you back to dark jack souls every gamer week. boy he's a semi-fake gamer boy
0: also like so it a
2: professional it is. fake gamer boy enjoyer exactly so, that's true
0: it- it also, like, it, it's it's hard to even put into words how much time it takes to be a DM in Dungeons yes. and Dragons. Yes, and yes, so he is spending most of his time
1: at Adventures Night these days.
0: Yeah, well, and he does Adventures Night, and he does an in-person game, like, yes. with, with his real friends, not mm-hmm. his big friends.
1: But lastly, if you like what you see today we, and want to listen to are we his fake friends? We are, we his are fake, his friends. fake friends. Yeah. Uh, but lastly, if you like what you see today and want more of it, uh, there are seven, 16 episodes already up on Breakout, which you can find on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all your favorite podcast platforms. Yeah, so go subscribe it's a real,
0: to it. It's a real recap of the last uh, couple months of, of human history. So you'll learn a lot about... Uh, uh, Kony, remember Kony 2012? <laughs> I don't think we ever talked about Kony. Well, that was 2012, that was, so that was a while ago. Huh. But uh, yeah, so we could talk about Kony, So we'll have our first vote. We could talk about Kony or we could talk about Elden Ring. <laughs> I'm, I'm split. I'll let chat decide. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, yeah, Elden Ring, the uh, network test, which is kind of a weird way to put it. Like you can just call it like a demo or a beta or whatever. Um, hmm. But uh, it encompassed the uh, the first. I don't know, like I'm trying to wrap my head around like what kind of an open world this is. And to me, it almost feels like the first island in Ghost of Tsushima, if you played that, um, because it feels like there's a big open there, There's a big open area that ends up funneling to a point and you need to beat a certain boss in order to get past that point to sort of get to the next open area. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess just like right off the top of your head, Nick, what were your you know, first impressions of it?
1: uh yeah no i'm I'm really happy with it i I did not want to put it down during the network test uh, even though the first boss was whooping my ass for a while um the that's main good. that's encouraging yeah the yeah. the thing I wasn't like really concerned about them transitioning to open world because like it's not like their other games aren't really open world you know they just they send you down paths uh but there's still like that element of like you can go wherever you want kind of any direction you want and still find you know unique hidden hidden things and all that and so just taking that and expanding the scope into an open world uh i i wasn't worried about it uh, and i really like that they are keeping like the linear dungeons that was the only thing i was a little bit unsure about like how they were going to integrate that but essentially like you know the open world is your hub your whole hub and now you go off to the dungeons which are your linear sections that you would find in any other souls game um but i especially liked like when i was just exploring and like you know there's like a there's like an army camp like right in front of the castle. And I went through there like three different times. And then on the third time, I never, I found like the secret staircase, which I had never found before. And so like the sense of just discovery and exploring when you don't have any icons in the map is really, really good. Uh, And obviously people are going to make fun of the Breath of the Wild comparisons, but that's how I felt playing Breath of the Wild is I would just stumble on things and then go on a a tangent adventure. And that's exactly what Elden Ring feels like. And I'm really down for that.
0: No, I, I completely agree with you and it also um i'm I'm working on a video essay now more about sort of elden ring and my thoughts on it is it feels like a greatest hits album for Mm -hmm. elden ring and i don't or for from software and i don't mean that like a you know pejorative way or anything um uh, and i don't feel like they're like reusing anything but so often you can see little elements of their different games like directly plopped in there whether it's um you know take that bandit camp for example you can uh sneak in with stealth and you know do stealth kills and you can jump over barriers and so that sort of felt like Sekiro uh, whereas you can if you find two weapons of the same class you can power stance like in uh, Dark Souls 2 which is yep. just having two heavy weapons and just running around like a mad lad um, the magic I feel like is as powerful as magic has been in any from game since Demon Souls and then just a lot of the animations feel like they're directly kind of like a continuation from uh, Dark Souls Three, so it feels like kind of the best of all worlds of their games um, plopped into like a pretty smart open world that isn't. Um, I I feel like their open world is more dense than big. Like it, before we got a chance to play, I was almost wondering if it was going to be like Shadow of the Colossus, where there'd be these like long stretches of lonely horse rides in between points of interest, but almost like you hop on your mount and within like 20 seconds, you'll find something interesting, whether yeah. it's an enemy or whether it's a, an encampment or whether it's a, like you were talking about these little grottos that act as the dungeons.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, you so, could, well, you can find that big dragon from the trailers in the first 20 seconds. If <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you go to your right, there's a dragon. If you go to your left, there's a, there's like a, a roaming horse boss. Mm-hmm. If you go farther up north into your left, there's a dungeon with another boss. And I was actually though, that was the thing I was super impressed by though, is that like in that small, I mean, that area is not that big before you get to that first dungeon and there were already like seven or eight bosses. Oh yeah. I you know, not, not named bosses, but many bosses, but in any other souls game would have been a named boss probably.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And it, you know, the, as Nick joked about earlier, the, the difficulty in games and dark souls debate will always rage on. Uh but I feel like this game, uh, strips away a lot of frustration of former from games one the load times are very quick so when you die you come back to life very quickly uh two when you when you uh die it asks if you want to respawn at your previous uh what's it bonfire guiding light or whatever the hell it's called yeah
1: it's it's a little light thing (laughs)
0: yeah Uh, or these little like stone shrines so there's almost like these like checkpoint shrines that are in particularly like tricky areas yeah and so like you can a lot of times if you die in an encounter you can spawn right before the encounter and so you can come back and you know you don't have to waste the time to run back there um and also the fast travel is like really easy you could just anytime you find a point of interest you could fast travel there
1: well even even that so like i when i was playing i was trying to decide like because there were a lot of people when we were live streaming asking like is this a game that should I start with this one if I want to play a souls game? And at first I was like, no. And then the more I played, I was like, mm, maybe cause yeah. you can really just, you can just grind out the world and level your character up. And you don't even have to like, it's not even that risky to do it anymore because you can just hunker down a bunch of soul or runes. God damn it. They're called runes, not souls, uh, runes and then fast travel to a point and turn them in. So that yeah. you, there's actually less, a little bit less risk doing that. Um, and I think they balance it out where like you don't get as many. So you can't really, you have to push forward a little bit to the more heart, the harder things. Um,
0: yeah and you can level up at any bonfire it's not like yeah. uh you know you don't have to like fast travel okay, back, yeah, to back to like up the, or like the Yarnum area yeah, yeah you don't have to go back to the the what, sleepy dream or whatever the place in bloodborne was called <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah so you sleepy so, you, so
1: you have that so you have that system which i think is a bit more accessible than it used to be the horse combat allows you to basically wipe out enemies pretty quickly uh and move around the map fast so that you can explore quicker uh and then the other like the checkpoint system is i think a really game changer mm-hmm. for this game yeah. because I mean, when you get up to that first dungeon, there's a checkpoint in the gate, there's a checkpoint just past the gate, and there's a checkpoint on the other side. There's like three checkpoints right in a world so that you're not having to grind through each area again and again and again, which I, I'm sure for most most players that don't stick with the Souls game is where they quit because they don't want to have to keep grinding that same part again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, even- the other the – other, well, the last part too is that since it's open world now, if you're stuck in one area – you can just go a different direction and go try something else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh even Hore in the chat uh, asked uh, about the healing uh in the game like does it have bloodborne's blood vials or is it flasks? Uh it's flasks um doesn't have the blood vials but uh you can uh you know at the at bonfires you can choose to allocate you have four flasks and you can choose to allocate them whether you want them to restore health or restore I think FP is what it's called the, the your mana. Yeah. Um but also you it reminded me a little bit of bloodborne in that there's uh like mobs of enemies out in the wild and if you fully kill an entire mob oftentimes you'll get one of your flasks restored yeah and so it almost reminded me of that uh bloodborne sort of how it rewards aggression um where like if you take damage you have a couple seconds in order to you can regain that health by sort of aggressively attacking the enemy um and so yeah that just you know further to me um Pulls That's, together all the elements of their yeah. Game. Uh,
1: it, it, even again, like the difficulty thing, like with the dragon that that you fight, you can whittle down its health, use your flask, leave, go take out some fodder enemies, and come okay. back, and its health is still the same, uh, which makes it really manageable. I think that fight, especially since yeah. you have to do it on horseback pretty much, unless you're yeah, that good. But, uh, it
2: still it still respawns like everything once you do die or or yeah. rest that like oh yeah still, and if right? you
0: rest at it yeah if you rest at a bonfire its health will go back up to the top so got it um, okay yeah it's uh, i will say i really like the uh the horse which is named torrent um mm-hmm. which you can just summon from the ether like i, I kind of like it. it reminds me of darksiders too
1: yep um, yeah his horse exactly. just
0: comes up from the ground there um but I, I really like the traversal of the horse and like it has mobility and it's sort of you have this double jump and it kind of reminds me of like how mountain goats can like get up the sides of hills like in, in weird and precarious ways. I'm not totally sold on horseback combat yet. It needs
1: to slow down just a little bit like when you're going to swing your sword or something.
0: Yeah, and it felt like maybe it was just the weapons I was using, but like I, I played uh, one of the classes that had like I had a, a, a staff in my left hand and oh, sort okay. of a lance in my right, yeah. and the lance kept like just like really digging downwards, and so it felt yeah. like it just felt like a re- like two like hungover shitty employees at medieval times trying to fight <laughs> each other in like the in the duel, and I'm like, okay, what's like. I I don't know. To me, like Souls Combat is always so like fluid and cool looking and cinematic and the horse thing, I was just like, why do I look so stupid doing this? And so maybe mm-hmm. that just could be a me thing or I don't know. We'll see if that gets fixed in the next couple months.
1: Yeah, the other the other the last part about difficulty is that the magic I think makes things man the ashes of war that you get. Uh mm-hmm. first of all, I don't know how many there are to collect in the game, but I mean there were like five in that, in that first, opening area. And I don't yeah. even know if I found them all uh yeah. but that makes that makes the fights more manageable too and it's like got this nice balance thing where like it takes a long time to charge that up but if you hit it you get a big damage hit uh yeah and so that really helped me with the first boss so i think uh i like i like you know when when people talk about like difficulty in the souls games or like magic is you know newbie new way to play or whatever but now it feels like directly integrated with the combat where it makes sense to use it and it's not just a crutch uh and i i don't know it just it just felt really balanced overall especially the summoning system too now where you can pick up summons and you, they're not a one time use you can use it at, at certain places so that one helped me with the boss too uh, mm-hmm. so i think i do think like elden ring does feel like the most accessible one it's still incredibly hard like that first boss fight is not easy but i think there's a lot more ways to manage it where you're not feeling like you're hitting a brick wall right away and there's so many different variations of how you can take on a fight that, that i think that's going to draw on a lot of players
0: yeah, I agree. Uh, Casey, you didn't get a chance uh, to play. Do you have like questions? Yeah, I wanted to ask specifically about that Ashes of
2: War thing because like, I, I, I saw parts of the stream with you and J-Mate. Mm-hmm. But um, it, I was curious because it looked like you were just doing more sword attacks when you were using the thing. Like, How is that governed?
1: Like, uh, is it like... It's, uh, a cool down.
2: does not use your magic bar yeah it
1: uses it uses your magic bar uh and so it's fp so that's where the flask mechanic comes in Is you can gear all your flasks towards health or if you want to keep using those ash of war attacks and you have to have a mana recharge as well um so there's a balancing act there and obviously we, you know since it's only a small area i'm sure you'll get more flasks as you go as you become more powerful oh, yeah. but uh yeah like the ashes of war you just it's an it's an attachment that you put on your weapon, and you can unequip them and reequip them to other weapons and everything, uh, and they all offer up oh, like cool. different. So,
2: we'll, so it like what adds an attack
0: yeah. to the weapon. It, it adds like a, a special attack and that does a thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's almost like the weapon arts in uh, Dark Souls Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and You mentioned uh, like uh, I, I the first time I ever went through the original Dark Souls and Demon Souls, uh, I was like a magic user, and so it felt nice to have the the magic like propped up a little bit uh again and like i was able to beat uh was it margita i think the that <laughs> first boss that you kind of have to fight on the little uh you know on the bridge um and i was able to do that by uh i went in without any healing flasks whatsoever and i yeah. went all for mono flasks and I, I went in i summoned this pack of like ghost dogs and like while the he was worried about the ghost dogs. I was out like behind him, just like pegging him with magic and drinking my Estes and refilling my magic. And so like, I was able to beat him without ever getting touched solely because of my cool ghost dogs. So shout out to ghost dogs. More <laughs> games need ghost dogs. The, uh, yeah. Get his new album. <laughs>
1: one, one surprising one su- one last thing I have to say and I learned is I was surprised to see that um, the, the day night cycle has effects on the world too. Like there was a boss that we only saw like a Nazgul looking horse thing that only appeared uh-huh. at night. On the bridge, I okay. didn't see it during the day. So there's, I, I don't know. There's, there's so much to discover. And as uh, somebody pointed out in chat, uh, Chunder Jacks that this channel is recently being critical of open wor- new of open world games. How is Elden Ring different? Uh, I think it's just. I, I don't think it's that much different. I think it's just from software's level design is at another level where the world is actively engaging you all the time to go mm-hmm. discover things and everything. Uh, and so I think, like I don't think I don't expect. I don't know. I think like their their world is so handcrafted that it's just done. It's an open world done very well, and it's not a map well, full of icons.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's the main problem, right? It's the icon thing. Like they yeah. they put you in a big beautiful world, but they give you the same things to do over and over. Yeah, and those things get stale after a while of going back to the <laughs> Far Cry <Christ> Six.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, and it felt like everything. Everything I stumbled upon whether it be like a little sub dungeon or a roving caravan you know pulling giants that you can that you can loot the back of yeah it all felt cool like I whatever the reward was I wanted it it wasn't just like yeah. oh it's just more of this it was like ooh this is like a neat piece of armor even yeah. if I'm not that class I'm like oh this is cool if I roll another character I'll know this armor is here or it's a different weapon art or it's a different you know summon ability and, and mm-hmm. um yeah it just even in the you know nine ten hours i spent in it like i it just really scratched that open world itch when you get into it and you're like well i don't want to stop playing like i want to just keep going a little bit further and even every time a boss gets you down like nick said it it there's so much other stuff to do that you you could just be like well i'll come back to this later and i'll go in this direction and see what's going on
1: yeah no it's Uh, uh... i know you guys
2: uh weren't trying to get into like spoiler territory but like did you Get a feel for like the story they're trying to tell like did it interest you at all or is it still like kind of very vague and very, vague. very vague yeah, there, yeah there, there's
1: yeah. like one story cutscene. there's some npcs to find but you don't really have any idea what they're talking about so yeah you <laughs> know, right. it's it's yeah i'm not worried about I, I, i've never really cared about the story in souls games i'm just there for the combat in the world so but if you're there for the story i'm sure you know
0: it's funny i love the stories in uh from soft games but not while i'm playing them
1: i like <laughs> waiting so like
0: a month or two and then having yeah, someone comes, has to, like a youtube to, video to yeah. tell you
1: about it yep. yeah
0: about and then i'm like explain <laughs> the story to you You're like oh wow that's brilliant and i'm like oh this is super emotional i thought this was just like a wet wolf that i was killing but it turns out he had a family <laughs> like yeah. the story of how he got wet yeah. <laughs> I thought he was just wet. i thought he was just born wet i don't know
2: you i um, think we're all born wet
0: i think well i don't like that i don't like that at all um bad case yeah <laughs> uh so yeah i mean this uh for me it really you know rocketed to the top of the pack in terms of uh you know we kind of had this traffic jam of big games coming out right at the beginning of the year and uh you know Elden Ring got delayed a month to the end of february but um it's yeah my most anticipated my next most anticipated thing on the horizon yeah. um which is funny because it got moved to the same day as Saints Row, which just got just delayed got to like six overnight. months. <laughs> yeah, to, to August. And I I doubt that'll be you the think first that's one. So, because of Elden Ring? Nah. Or because of like them needing more time? No, I think it was need them more needing more time. I mean, also, Elden Ring moving to that day was them being like, okay, well,
1: we're, <laughs> Shit, yeah, we're not going to be bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Most of those games are going to move out of February probably, but. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, really good. I'm just.
0: I don't know. It's it's if anyone's on the fence about like whether uh, uh, from software can do open world, like I think the answer is a definitive yes, and it seems like across the board, like it's as well received as as any game I've seen in recent memory. Yeah, Granted, it's I, just a demo, but
1: no, I was I was seriously impressed with it. I was like I said, my my main concern was that it was just going to be open world for the sake of being open world. Mm-hmm. But there, you're right. There, every few hundred feet, there is something to find or something meaningful. Uh, the only thing I didn't mess with at all was the crafting. I didn't get any of that. Uh,
0: I did a little bit, yeah. Um, and it's, uh, I like that it's there, but it's not like it doesn't in your feel face. necessary. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel necessary. Uh, I was able to craft uh, uh, some sort of like that, you know, fire oil that you throw in your oh, weapon okay. that, that oh, kind of like that actually, um, and sleep darts, which were crazy powerful like you you shoot a sleep dart at uh an enemy like even those giant sort of trolls that were roaming around and it just goes down immediately it's great yeah so yeah sleep darts all (laughs) games sleep darts um well yeah well let's shift our focus from one of the big games of 2022 to one of the biggest games for the rest of 2021 which is halo infinite uh, as I'm sure everyone knows including Nick uh halo infinites uh halo what's that? Se- season one multiplayer beta had a uh, surprise launch uh, earlier this week during uh, a 20th anniversary stream that Xbox held for the 20th anniversary of both halo and the original Xbox um stream was actually pretty cool like they announced uh, uh, like a six-part documentary on the history of Xbox with a lot of the old figureheads as well as uh, like 75. Uh, original and three hundred and sixty games coming to backwards compatibility to Xbox uh, Series X. Thank some you. real, some real old school hits. On that yeah, one. I mean, speaking of From Software, Atogi, which is OG From Software, and uh, Time Splitters, and and Max Payne, and uh, what Nick's favorite Wolfenstein the the called the, the outfit. outfit. Oh yeah, the outfit. Yeah, I'm only, <laughs> we're gonna, no, we're gonna I'm play
1: only... it on game night at some point.
0: It's, I don't feel like it's a real game.
1: <laughs> it's a real game. <laughs> it's a bad <laughs> name. Don't call it's it. It's a, a bad outfit. name, but it's a good game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh but the stream uh culminated with uh the surprise launch of Halo Infinite's multiplayer which they said is a beta but like it's just the multiplayer like you could spend yeah, money it on is, it
1: so it's just if out. You could,
0: yeah if you could spend money on it i mean it's free which um you don't need game pass or anything they've already said the multiplayer is going to be free to play um but uh yeah the season 1 is just there and, and we've all had a chance to to play it nick you're working on the 3mr um yep. so so i mean guess what's what are your sort of first takes on it
1: um I absolutely love it like it you know coming off of i was really really critical of four and five i did not i think i spent the least amount of time in four's multiplayer of any halo game i think i literally played probably a week's worth of matches and i never went back to it i just did not like it uh five i didn't mind but i just hated the maps in it the maps were all the same arena maps and then they were like oh we're gonna add all these forge maps in and they were all fucking awful and so i dropped off that too uh and i i would go back to halo 5 every once in a while but just just couldn't get into the multiplayer did not feel like halo anymore and like yeah like a halo purist whatever but uh you know when you gone from halo 1 to 3 and it all had a feel like a even reach had a similar like gameplay feel and style and then you go to 4 and 5 and it just didn't feel something just felt off with it completely mm-hmm. uh whether it was weapons maps whatever Infinite is exactly what I've been wanting since Halo Three came out all the way back in 2007. It is a basically modern rendition of Three in every sense of the word, with with new you know the movement that you expect from a modern game and the shooting mechanics of a modern game a little bit. But it just it feels really good to play. I really like the maps so far. I do think the maps need some more variety. Like there's too many industrial maps again, which three mm-hmm. four three seems to keep kind of falling into with these games, and hopefully they bring back some, you know, classics from the original Halo games and all that, and then add in some more of their own. Uh but in general, like the new weapons are fun to use, the maps are great, combat's great, sound design is great, visuals are better than I expected. It's I'm I'm very happy with this game. <laughs> very
0: happy with it. Yeah. Casey you got a chance yeah. to play. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm also a fan of the feel. Uh, the look is fine. Like it's. It doesn't. It doesn't wow me, but like I'm. I'm kind of. I've come to terms with that. Like it, it's. It's. It's just a very clean looking Halo style. So, but like it's. It's not bad. It's just not spectacular. Right. Uh, in in terms of like the basic gameplay, I really liked all the extra bullshit that they threw in five. <laughs> like I, I love the core Halo <laughs> feel. But five kind of sped it up a little bit like they made it more like dynamic and just gave you more stuff to do. And they stripped some of that out. But the that new gadget system that they have actually yeah. puts a little bit of it back in. So I've, mm-hmm. I've actually been getting more familiar with that. And some of the stuff that they have you do is, like, really cool. Like, that little force barrier thing. Like, you can push stuff away from you, like, when you need to in a crisis. Like, if someone's, like, crown your space, you can just push them back and, like, pop them with a couple headshots. I, I love and that. Really I fun. love that thing. Because yeah. somebody can yeah. throw a grenade,
1: yeah. a plasma grenade, you can bounce it back at them and stick yeah. them back. It's awesome. It's so fucking cool. You can yeah, do it with it rockets, sense. too. Mm-hmm. You can send I, rockets right back. Dope.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's dope. I didn't realize you could do that much. Yeah. But that's fun. Like, I, I had to grapple the hook. I did the thing. Like that everyone was sharing on Twitter where you like grapple a a vehicle and then kick the guy out. Like it's just like that's the kind of wacky stuff I liked that came after like the games that I played before. Mm -hmm. And that like, I get it. Like maybe it was too much in five for some. Five five didn't feel like it had any of
1: that that. five didn't feel like it had any of like the sandboxy elements that all the other Halo games had. That's what like really killed it for me. It became very much a Twitch precision shooter. And Halo was never that.
2: Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, this does slow it down a little bit for mm-hmm. like just the shooting, and then like you can have those kind of cool off the wall moments with like the gadgets and stuff and the vehicles, because like th- it was that mix that I really loved, like just the vehicles, and then like the ex- like just the wild antics of like you know hitting somebody with a flag or the oddball or something, uh-huh. and and like yeah, I was playing with uh, Suman Jeff I see him in the chat right now. I was playing with him uh, the other day, and we were getting into some really fun matches just the two of us, and like it it feels like. It's back, like yeah. that 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 Halo experience. Like it, it's reminding me of like when I played it exclusively,
0: like night after night. Yeah. And like right now, I just want to play more Halo. Well, that, so, that's like good time. It's kind of the perfect time for like yeah. Halo to like reclaim the top of that throne because, you know, Battlefield is is launched. Is launching and it seems like no one is talking about it. Uh, same thing with Vanguard's <laughs> multiplayer. Like you still have uh you know the big free-to-play stuff with with Apex and with um, yeah. uh, Warzone, but it just feels like there's there's like open uh, there's like oxygen. And so like Halo feels like it's gonna breathe it up this fall. Yeah, right? yeah well you've I only guess.
1: you've had your options have been Battle Royale for free-to-play multiplayer games for the most mm-hmm. part. And there hasn't been like a really like, you know, they they try to do Quake. They try to bring Quake Champions back as like an arena game, but that I don't think it really went anywhere. Uh, And but Halo, yeah, Halo Infinite's filling a gap that exists in like sandbox, free to play, multiplayer game, and a very quality one at that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's where like basically when the battle royale craze took off, that's where every developer pointed their eyes and they moved away from like the the combat, like the multiplayer shooter type thing. They went to battle royale. Yeah, and yeah, they definitely left a big hole. In that space. And like, this feels like something I've been missing for a while
0: now. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's one of those like prime examples of, man, that delay felt like it hurt at the time, but it was the smartest possible thing that this game could oh, have yeah. done. Absolutely. Um, you know, after, after uh, in summer 2020 when we got that reveal, the campaign reveal, and it had all the, what was the what was the craig and and craig, all that yeah. like man that was like that was like a real low point but uh you know the past year and a half uh to, to xbox and 343's credit like they've kept an open line of communication and showing the progress that was making in both uh campaign and multiplayer and you know i think i, I think it's a massive show of confidence that they stealth launched this a month early. Um, and part of that is I think the betas that came beforehand uh, were generally just incredibly well-received, and so I think they, they knew they had something good on their hands.
1: Um, yeah. Well, releasing uh, and- the multiplayer earlier, too, is just going to keep generating hype for the campaign now, too. Absolutely, Which, which yeah. was more their, their worry, I think. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, it's what's really cool to see or really interesting to see is like Reddit, all the threads on it are universally positive. Mm-hmm. um the main complaint and as chad has already pointed out too is the progression system which i i'm not too worried about it. i think they'll update it because like right now there is a problem with like the battle pass i, I bought it for research purposes for the review <laughs> but uh it's uh, the xp is only tied to challenges so you're not mm-hmm. actually getting rewarded for just playing like you should be and there's like i've been i've put 10 hours in the multiplayer already and i'm not even level 5 yet uh, and yeah. there's stuff to unlock at, like, level 90, and so unless you're going to, like, dedicate your entire life and your marriage to it, you're not going to get there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think that's something, like, they're they're already, like, the, the team is very openly already sending out messages saying, like, we're reading all the feedback on this, and we're going to be evolving the Battle mm-hmm. Pass model, you know, with this feedback, which I totally understand. Um, and, yeah, I think, you know, having more visible micro goals, sort of, instead of just, like, Man, I really have to slog away at this thing in order to to level up or pay money. Um, is is uh, you know, something that I I would imagine that this is going to look that the multiplayer is going to the, the battle pass portion of it's going to look a lot different even by the time the campaign rolls around. So yeah, I'm sure you know I feel it's yeah, gonna have I to feel be like, yeah yeah it's it's like the it's before.
1: like the one complaint I see people have about the game right now. If they fix that, mm-hmm. you're on you're on top. But yeah. yeah, I was talking like yesterday. If I had to score, you, yeah I'm a Halo fanboy. Whatever you want to say about it, but like in general that the amount of fun I'm having with the multiplayer, if I had a score right now, it'd be a 10 out of 10. It's just, there I think, know. I think it's that good. Uh, there's, yep. there's some, there's some fixes I want them to make like the progression system. I think they need more variety of maps. Uh, I think some of the weapons need tuning, but I mean, that's all stuff that could be fixed.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing is like the roots are strong, which a lot of times, like if, if the core gameplay loop isn't fun, it's like, well, you got to fix that before you start doing anything. Yeah. And, and that's sometimes right. a thing that's unsalvageable. Um, but this is the yeah this is the best Halo has felt for me and I don't know since the 360 era um yeah. it's, and, it's and, best and,
1: felt since Halo three I, I, I know a lot of people liked Reach I did not like the army abilities in Reach the mm-hmm. way they did that system so I didn't stick with it for too long but
0: yeah it's funny because I think a lot of like if if you're kind of younger and weren't playing or weren't like you know really immersed in like the 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 shooter scene at that time like I don't think folks realize like how big of a deal Halo was. Like mm-hmm. uh, from from one to three, like it was kind of King of the Hill before, you know, no pun intended before uh Modern Warfare.
1: Warfare.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Came along. And so um it, it's I don't know, it's just cool to see Halo doing well again. I don't know to mean. it's like one of those franchises, it's like when like a cool Mario or Zelda game comes out, or even like Metroid Dread earlier this year. I'm like, damn, it's like cool to see
1: well, that's the, this uh, franchise
0: getting universal love.
1: That's the interesting argument that a lot of people make is like, oh well like because I know KC like Halo 5, but in general, like the multiplayer just didn't feel to me like Halo was supposed to feel. And so when a lot of that argument came out, it was like, oh, well, you know, they just, Halo peers just want another game for them. And it's like, no, like Halo 3, 1, 2, and 3 were popular for a reason because that gameplay was that good. And if it's that good, like people, it doesn't matter your age, you're still going to enjoy that multiplayer. Uh, oh. Because like, I think Five 5 was so geared around the competitive scene that that's why I think I fell off of it because the Halo's always had that like really good balance of like, you can play it as a casual, you can play it as competitive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and five, I felt like that took away five, took that away from a lot of people. I think that enjoyed what Halo used to be.
0: Yeah. Uh, Powder Toast Toastman in chat with a great point. Uh, I forgot about that. They made a huge deal when Halo 3 came out in 2007, how it was the biggest media launch of like monetarily in, in oh, yeah. history, um, which I, I don't know. I'd imagine like Avengers and game probably passed that by now or Avatar. Oh God.
1: Remember Avatar? <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, Ubisoft Actually, does.
0: I don't. It <laughs> does Ubisoft. Do they? We'll I see.
1: Don't.
0: I'm still not sure that's a real game. That feels like a, like a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> hmm. Um. But yeah, it's really cool. I don't know. I it's um, there's a lot they still have to, to tweak, and I I have faith that they're going to tweak it. But I think the uh, uh, the the positive reception and what we're, we'll eventually see the numbers. I mean, seeing what the numbers were for Forza Horizon Five, it's like I think hitting eight million players in uh yeah. in just a, a week or two, um, and just knowing Halo's is going to do similar numbers if not better um well yeah there was it already, have to do it already it already better in
1: the first 24 hours it did like over 200 and something thousand concurrence on concurrence steam on which steam. is the, the biggest launch for any <laughs> microsoft game yet yeah so, i
0: think it was uh like the only games uh, higher than it that day were csgo and, and League of legends
1: uh pub g yeah, there's there's quite a few games higher than that but uh you know we'll see over time mm-hmm. as it goes but yes yeah. that's Are also on a good
2: on point. top
0: of oh go
2: ahead. No, i was gonna say on top of all of that like the multiplayer is free to play, right? Yeah. Like, not, not just Game Pass, but free to play, period. You don't yeah, even need exactly. Game Pass to yeah. get in there. Like, there's going to be more than 8 million people playing that game from yeah. just yeah. the hype alone. Well, that's,
1: that's the thing. Like they, And they have a lot of momentum to build up from, too, just because, you know, there are people that, like me, that hold Halo 3, Halo 2 in such high regard that... When they do upcoming seasons and they're like, hey, we're bringing back new Halo 3 maps, God, you're going to get a huge surge of players from that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely oh, yeah. huge. It's going to be nuts. Um, but yeah, it, you know, I'm still unsure about the campaign overall. Like the, the previews were good, just haven't seen enough to be uber confident in it yet. But like as far as the gameplay goes, that I'm not worried about. It's, you uh-huh. know, now, now I'm like, all right, if they can nail the gameplay, can they nail the story? And is the open world going to be interesting enough to you know, spend, I think that, I think they've said in previews, like it was like a 20 or 30 hour game total. So it's not too big, but not too small either. Uh-huh.
0: That's kind of long for a shooter.
1: Uh, I- Well, yeah, but I mean, considering, <laughs> Amy and I mean, I've been able to finish like all the Halo games in four hours and the previews are like, yeah, we spent four hours in this one area and didn't even discover everything. That's <laughs> yeah, good news. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm still, uh, I think it was pretty clear that the multiplayer was going to be good once we had a chance to play it, uh, you know, the beta a couple weeks, months I don't know how our time works. Mm, Tech preview, Um, Marty.
1: Yeah. Snopes. The what? Tech preview. What did I call it? Beta.
0: No, it's all the same. Okay.
1: They call it a a a technical preview. Like a flight test. Okay, first off. I'm not allowing it to be snopest.
0: I'm not allowing to be snopest because I think all of that is such dumb nomenclature. <laughs> they're calling this a beta but you can pay money in it. I'm like, this isn't a beta. The game's just out.
1: Like, right, well, Microsoft sent my email complaining about you calling it a beta when it was a uh, oh, flight I'm test. Sorry.
0: I'm sorry we're not, uh, I'm we're telling not them we writing it you. as watch underscore dogs. Should <laughs> we go back God, to every Watch Dogs so article and put it correctly?
1: <laughs> Who puts an underscore in their goddamn title?
0: And that's yeah. true. The Harbingers of Avatar. Um, well, one <laughs> thing uh Halo will not be a part of is the discussion over this year's game of the year, at least when it comes to Jeff Keeley's uh Game Awards, uh, because the uh nominees all came out yesterday. There's a uh strict cutoff. I think the game had to come out before November like 9th or something to be nominated. Mm-hmm. Um and uh So we got our awards for all the categories uh, for the big category for game of the year. There were six nominees, including Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Um, Six good games. I enjoyed all six of these games. Hmm. Um, uh, That said, there were some notable snubs in the form of uh, Returnal, which might have been a victim of a i can't believe People that actually came it. out this <laughs> also i can't believe that actually came out this year like, yeah. that seems like it was so long ago uh hitman 3 also the same thing came out in january uh forza horizon 5 is is a big sticking point for some folks we'll talk about and uh you know a, a kind of a lack of indie representation which to me Death Store was the the big uh, breakout indie hit of yeah. the year so um, yeah what did you guys uh what do you guys feel about those nominations and about i guess the game awards in, in general
1: I feel like we have this discussion every year of snubs and like people do tend to forget games early on in the year, even though it takes two is like, I think a February game. No, nope. was was May. it, May? May it was June. May, May
0: or June. Yeah.
1: That was that long ago. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, to me, like Jez Corden a Windows Central wrote a big article on like how Forza Horizon five being not included in the, in the game of the war game of the year nominations is like a big discredit to the industry, which I I kind of agree with. Like it's the highest rated game of the year. And, it's very technically good and like one of the replies to him was kind of a condescending like well it's just a racing game it doesn't do anything new it's like well you guys put up the latest fps game every year and hardly those ever do anything new uh mm-hmm. i don't know like you know I, I know everybody watching this knows my feelings about the games media in general but um pro you're strongly pro <laughs> but uh I, it feels to me like the game where it's just don't even matter aside from like a marketing perspective. Nobody watches it for the awards because they don't give any time to the awards. They're 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 there as an afterthought for yeah, the most part. Yeah. And that, that kind of, that bothers me as like an advocate for developers because like they're not actually getting their due or respect that they probably should be for what they're creating. And it's really just there for, I, my hot take on is I think, I think it's just Jeff Keighley's like, Hey, look at me hype event. Look what I can do and show off all this marketing stuff and create a little mini E3 in December. Uh because like if you actually Which is great though. I don't it's, know. It's oh it's it it's, fun. it's fun. It's yeah. fun. Sure, it's fun. But just you know, I I I don't know if call it the game awards or not, because like it's just you know, the developers don't get the spotlight like they should. Like I would i would like to see like little if a developer gets award, let them know ahead of time and give them some time to spotlight themselves and say who they are to give that hum, that human aspect to it. Otherwise it's just promoting the latest Nobody cares about the awards, it's just like, oh, look what's coming next year instead.
2: Yeah, it is. It is a a very different thing to other award shows, like for like for movie awards in particular. Right. Like it, it feels less about this is an award for that movie and more so an award for the people behind that movie, namely the actors. Right. Because there's usually a face attached like, oh, Leo finally got his Oscar. Like it's oh. like the story uh, threat that's been told. um, And it doesn't feel that way with this just yet. Like it, the games are really front and center because we, as the audience feel like we're a part of those games. So in a way we're kind of rooting for ourselves. Like I really like this game. So I know that this game should be the best game of all games this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So like, it's, it's a little more divorced from the developers and I feel like, uh, Jeff Keighley probably knows that. And maybe that's, that's why like, this kind of thing becomes more contentious, it's more of a popularity contest than, you know, a, sh- a showcase of just what is actually like technically good. Like, I think yeah. a lot of the, the press who are on the board for this are maybe also acutely aware of this as well
1: well and that's gonna
2: keep this going and people coming back to watching it is mm-hmm. yeah the, and the, the and fights the, over what's actually popular
0: the
1: complaint that i'm gonna make too is and it's gonna come back to bite me is like oh well, you guys just weren't selected for the judging process and like you know you're just jealous and all that like, not really i think like when you look at the the jur- the judging panel every year it's like always the ign's the game spots and all that and i think they're they're not like specialty press at all and so you're not getting even in the nominations part you're not getting a wide variety of nominations because it's like, well, we know GameSpot is going to vote for Deathloop probably. We know IGN is going to vote for Deathloop. It's not, you know, you're not getting the breadth of the industry in those nominations. It's just the central focus on AAA high-profile titles that everybody covered in the biggest SEO stuff for. Uh, Because I know there's there's a lot of little, little indie darlings like Marty was talking about that aren't ever going to get their due at a show like that. And when they could, and that could prop up a lot of these smaller developers and industry people if they actually got their time. like I think one of the games that everybody's you know, indie people are not happy that it didn't get any nominations anywhere is like Chicory, which is apparently uh-huh. very good. Chicory. Chicory. I don't know. I haven't played it. I just know. Okay, it. I've, I, heard, I, I've heard it's very you, good.
0: It's a word though, Chicory. <laughs> 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 uh, so, okay. I have a ton of thoughts about this. First, uh, my f- just my, my, my thousand foot view is who cares (laughs) which is is probably not a great response to the topic i said we should talk about uh but i mean who cares as in like no one has to get mad at this like this isn't real this is this is fake this is a marketing thing it's fine and and like if the game you like gets nominated great if the game you like doesn't get nominated i don't know it's fine like they'll be fine um two they keep trying to folks keep saying we need this to be our oscars you know what's dog shit the oscars yeah like well the the oscars oscars are okay. terrible. i don't like yeah, nah. the oscars gave awards to green book and and to the king's speech and to the artist like some some in crash some like real shit movies have won best picture i think in my life three or four times i've agreed with best picture mm-hmm. and and I, I don't know that doesn't that doesn't uh uh take away from the movies i like that doesn't lend credence to the movies i don't um and so I think it's as much a marketing machine as this. Um, well, I think there's, there's I also, think there's more yeah, prestigious yeah, yeah.
1: award shows for games anyway. Like I think Dice more, more developers care about like the Dice yeah, Game Developer stuff awards. awards, yeah, yeah or the Game Developer Awards.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I completely agree with that. And uh, you know, when you look back, I th- like I think the Game Awards have done a better job of rewarding incredible games than the Oscars have. Because if you look back, at the past couple winners we had uh, the last was two last year, uh, Sekiro the year before. God of War, the year before, mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild, Overwatch, Witcher Three, and Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, Dragon Age that's a little rocky, but that was kind of a soft year, so mm-hmm. didn't really have that much competition. Um, yeah, it was a weird, like, growing pains year of the first year of the new consoles. But uh, yeah,
1: I don't, I don't have a problem with the awards themselves. Like, I think most <laughs> of the games absolutely deserve those nominations. I think it's more just there's not enough spotlight given to the, the people that made those games. It's just <laughs> an after, and that's why I don't like It's an afterthought. It, yeah, yeah, and I, and I feel. I d I don't know. I don't I know developers too feel that's like kind of disrespectful to them. That's like, oh, like, hey, we just won a big award. Like, we like a little bit of a spotlight. Oh, nope, nope. Next game from uh, you know Microsoft's coming out next year. Look at this instead. You I'm know, excited about that though. It's I'm about yeah, that this, I think game. I think there's two different things to be excited about though. There's excited there's excited to be a, there's a, there's things to be excited about for the next year of gaming, but if you're going to do an award show like on a scale like this, because the dice the dice awards are not on the scale of the game awards. Nobody, 10 million Mm. people don't turn in to watch that. This is a chance to humanize developers in the industry rather than just making it a popularity contest. And I think like Forza Horizon 5 not being nominated is kind of an example of that where like this game, that game is a technical masterpiece. It's excellent. It's been rated highly by everybody and it's not going to get us due at the award show because of some arbitrary timing thing, right? And so like one of the discussions is like, shouldn't the Game awards be in like February or something like that? Because then you have, yeah. And then you have all... You games from january december and then the games press can't go like we didn't have time to check it out bullshit because you had december and then the votes go in at the end of january or something like that right and because like this this happens every year where games that are released in november december don't really get their due at the awards
0: well like this year cyberpunk got nominated for best rpg right and i'm like well first off that this game came out like literally a year ago. And second off, that game is definitely not one of the best, five best RPGs. It's <laughs> all not even an RPG, really, is it? <laughs> okay, you can't say Minecraft's an RPG and Cyberpunk isn't <laughs>
1: You ought to be the contrarian somewhere.
0: Uh, but no, I, I do think if you... I think people are mad because this is the one that gets the biggest spotlight as opposed to like you said dice or yep. the baftas or or uh the the game developer awards which do do the thing where they uh, do, do uh they do do the <laughs> thing where you uh they spotlight the the actual creators and i remember mm. i think last year at the game developer awards hades won game of the year and that is really cool like they skyped in the entire team and granted like uh, yeah you know hades is a super giant's a small enough team to be able to fit everyone on the on the little checkerboard but um like that was really cool and uh whereas i literally don't remember uh, i had to look this up to remember that the last of us won game of the year last year because the only thing i remember was like oh they showed a perfect dark trailer that was cool yeah that was cool that, that was, was cool yeah you know what's great? I, perfect dark
1: yeah it just you know i to me it's like if, it, if it's going to be a marketing show then make it a marketing show and don't even bother with the awards you know like
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, they, I tr- but then they'd have to change the name, Nick.
1: I know, I know. That's what, <laughs> Just I know. It's, it's the the, video the, games. the, the <laughs> next year of games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the hype uh, awards. I guess really is I what mean, it I'm, is.
2: I'm not as upset at this premise because. Like like you said, there are other things that mean more because it's like the industry itself, like the devs themselves are giving awards to other devs for like technical mastery and whatnot. Yeah. Like if like you said, if this is going to be done at the scale it is, I don't think it can be done at the scale it is unless you make it a popularity contest, because that's what viewers are going to tune into. Yeah. And not even just that they, they have to also give you news. They have to give you brand new reveals and stuff like yeah. nothing else in the industry has to do that. Well, nothing else in the entertainment industry has to do that, like the music awards and the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think those shows are kind of on a downturn anyway. Like, I Whoa, don't think the Oscars yeah, nobody, are tuning in. It. The Oscars are hitting rock bottom. Yeah. Like every exactly. year, they're setting a record for the lowest viewers.
0: Yeah.
2: Whereas I think the VGAs are kind of the opposite. Like, pe- more people are tuning into them. Yeah, it's, because well, it's, it's a becoming hypervent. like a big news event. Yeah, exactly. it's a right? hype event. So I, I think they're on the right track to make it viable. But I get what you're saying in that it doesn't really focus on the des. But I don't think that that's necessarily the. The purpose of it's it. not this is yeah, supposed to it's yeah. also yeah, it's supposed
1: it's to, to celebrate it's to celebrate the industry yeah. and hype up new remind games remind
2: the rest of the larger world like hey video games are amazing and look yeah. at look at the flash and the pomp and circumstance well you,
1: you say remind stuff. the world that video games are amazing but like that's i think it's just it's hype that's all it is it's not about i don't even think it's about the art form of video games it's hey look at the cool new products coming uh because yeah I, you, you don't get you like if you were on outside we were watching that show you wouldn't know any of the craft that goes into the games and why is it game of the year you don't know it's just because it said they said so
2: but then you would then play it and maybe find out because you're like oh well, these yeah, guys, yeah, yeah but i mean this is the best game this year so let me check that but out but it's a, probably like a just, casual viewer who doesn't yeah. actually i feel like
1: if you're going to do like a game of the year though like there should be even like a short like little video explaining like here's what breath of the wild did to be game of the year it, uh,
2: <laughs> and then me as a casual viewer We'll get up and go get food <laughs> while <we're>
1: doing <laughs> that. Evil. Because I just care about Breath of the Wild. Yeah, too. yeah, I don't
0: care about old <laughs> right. Breath of the Wild. Well, that's that's um, I mean, this is, this like I said. A I'm not. Yeah, not, I'm not.
1: And I'm not. I'm not mad how they do it. I don't. No, I don't okay. care either. It's. It's. I don't think. Like I said, in general, I don't think the Game awards are really anything more than a hype event. So I don't really give a shit. Yeah. Uh, it's
0: also like the 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 core of it is um, like I've watched over 100 new movies in 2021, 2021 mm-hmm. movies, not just movies, just movies that have come out in 2021. Mm-hmm. By the time the Oscars are all around, I will have seen, without a doubt, every movie that's been nominated. And I've, I've done that for the last 10 years. When you go over the games, that's just not feasible. No, no. Like, A, there's certain genres I just can't speak to. And B, games aren't 90 minutes to two hours long. Like, I, 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 I'm intrigued about Final Fantasy 14 and Walker, but I don't know how to do that. It would be like if I like in order to watch the 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 Williams sisters movie starring Will Smith that's coming out next week, you had to like play tennis for 150 <laughs> hours beforehand. Like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go play tennis with the racket out in the rain. No, you gotta, you gotta win Wimbledon to get the really <laughs> <order to>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's 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 tough. And like you know, I, I being at IGN, like we tried to do our best, and like one person had the vote, but they definitely would. Defer to like if that person wasn't as well versed in racing games, they would defer to racing experts for what Mm -hmm. we should nominate um, or vote for. And so, um, yeah, I don't don't think there's there's a perfect scenario. No, there's Um, not.
1: I think I I think just in general, though, I wish it would feel at least feel less like a popularity thing because even like i said when you look at the judges and all that it's the sites you always know and expect to hear from like why not open up the nominations to a wider breadth of people so that you get more variety in the nominations at least there um because it just it just really does feel like popularity over anything else yeah no i do
0: i do agree with that and i think the oscars are are trying to make strides by because for a very long time it was predominantly a bunch of old white people from yeah exactly uh, from from classic publications and everything and so now they're trying to open it up to like actual different voices and i yep. would love that for for this i would love to see you know people but like before their eyes um um you know a, a game where you have to blink in order to control it because yeah, um, even it's like one of the
1: oh god well i was gonna say even like the future class thing that they do right it's mm-hmm. it's always like the most popular people on twitter and that's all it is again I don't I, like there. are You won't. I don't get any. You don't get any names from people from other sites doing incredible work. Like I don't think we'd ever see somebody from the Escapist up on there just because we're we not the do, guys. We gotta on do better Twitter. work. We don't. Do, <laughs> we don't do as good as Crunk and
0: Biff. And I do like the. Uh, <laughs> wait, I want. I want to find the. Uh, Awards, Game Awards Streamer of the Year. I do laugh at the Content Creator of the Year awards mm-hmm. um, because it's always a handful of names that I'm like, these can't be real, and then I click on their <laughs> name and they have like seven, 7 million, million followers. followers yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's like it's it's like how do you feel so
2: apathetic about that because you've never heard of those people? If a wider audience got a list of like four to five nominations that they would never heard of, like it just doesn't register. They're not going to be interested. Like I I don't think. Well, it's not even a thing of
1: interest, right? It's a thing of stop focusing on just what's popular all the time. Do the goddamn research and find new and unique stuff. That's what I'm saying.
2: But then who? But who's watching your show on new and unique stuff? It it doesn't get a massive audience.
1: You can do both. You can do both. It's always like I know what to expect when I see the future class. I know exactly who's going to be up on there. You know, I'm saying like go. I think I think the mainstream press and the Game Awards and whatever they're going to do these things need to broaden their horizon. And it's the same thing with the nominations. So, so I'm saying. Get more specialist press. Get the, like the bigger YouTubers in there that cover a wider variety of games. Because there are. There's
0: over. There's like 110 people on the jury though. That's a lot of people. And each each outlet only gets one person. It's not like IGN is like 10 people on there. IGN.
1: Yeah, I know. Person. But the the outlets are all the big name outlets. There's no m- mid tier outlets on there.
0: I mean, there's 110. So some of them have to be there. There's not 110 big tier outlets, are there? Apparently, that's a good point. I'm still there's still I I
1: could not. That's there's no
2: 20 video game outlets, let alone (laughs)
1: 110. Yeah, I I don't know. That's my feeling on it. It's just like it's the same names, the same people, the same thing every year for these kind of things. Like it's it's all the general feeling for me is just popularity over everything else, and I don't like that.
0: I mean. That being said, those games I named for game of the year, like it's I, they're all they're all
1: good. I'm not saying they're not. I'm saying overall, though, like the, the it's just popularity, though.
0: I mean, I don't think The Last of Us Two won because it was the most popular. I think it won because it was an incredible game. Uh, I don't, well, I, don't know I what,
1: mean, you're gonna get debated on that. <laughs> I don't think it should have won for its story.
2: But I mean, when when people have to vote,
1: yeah, that is. Based I know. On Pop, I know. Popularity is always yeah, going like, to it's, win. It's, yeah, just, it's just gonna. It's yeah. part
2: of the process of an awards show, I think. So, like, there's no way to really get away from that if you're gonna do an awards show. Like, yep. don't like you like you were saying at the beginning, you don't want this to be an awards show. That like you want Jeff Killey to get on stage and say video games. That's
1: all he does, anyways. So trailer. Yeah, about that's all it does, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah,
0: I'm still amazed. Okay, one of the content creators of the year is just named the Grefk. And it's G R E F G, and so I'm like, that can't be a real thing, like that. Yeah. There, that has to be a typo. You're like the Greg, but you put an F in there.
1: Yeah. So and I, I,
0: it probably has 11 million followers. So
1: yeah, I mean, in general, like I just, the, I feel that way because, like, on three minute reviews, like we give coverage to games that largely do not get covered anywhere else on any other on the other thing. Like, I think like the industry is so narrowly focused on the prestige and popularity games that a lot of things do get overlooked and i just the game awards might not be the place to do it i just wish in general like when people when these things come up like there's a bit more of a wider focus of what's going on in industry Because even even like the best new indie game like 12 minutes is up there like are you kidding me
0: Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that's, that's the oh, yeah, that's the one with the actors I heard of. Yeah, oh, it's that, that. is yeah. all about incest. When, remember, <laughs> so, my favorite when joke when is, that. is first released there
2: like most of the reviews were positive. Like like my review and Yahtzee's take those were outliers. Like at the time, like over time where people was like, eh, yeah, yeah, well, I guess
1: a lot of people like, like incest. Voice. Voice. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know how it
0: was getting those reviews at first. I do think it is super funny that a lot of people have said that 12 minutes should have been nominated for family game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the best, Oof. the best, the best goof I saw uh, Yikes. from yesterday. Uh, that being said, uh, we'll we'll be back here in December probably, probably doing a live reaction to
1: the. Game. Oh, we absolutely will be. Of course, we will.
0: Yeah, uh, that'll be on the night of. We should bring uh, Yahtzee to that. Thursday, December ninth. Oh my God, he would <laughs> hate that. I think he would <laughs> legitimately. <laughs> that.
1: Yahtzee be sitting there with like with <laughs> cyanide, like god send it he that. to a <laughs> score. Uh, it's
0: it's uh, ten o'clock now, Nick. do You want to read some of these some of these super chats? I think most of the super chats are just kind of like nice, nice. Yes nice little hype things so it's so, not going to quite be like uh, but but in, in future episodes remember this can be like uh, almost think of it a little bit like if you watch slightly something else where you can sort of you can steer us in weird directions this is breakout we talk about raves and, and yes. sister kissing I mean, and all that stuff
1: the main podcast portion is always going to be an hour long and then we'll do about 15, 20 minutes of super chats. As long as they come in for it, uh, we'll Mm -hmm. read them out. And then, like I said, uh, if you're tuning in late, one of the things we think we'll do is we'll have like some random topic that we'll let viewers vote on for our final discussion, which could lead us in some very weird and fun directions, which I think Mm -hmm. will be fun. Uh, And as a reminder, this show is supported by super chats. So any money you send in is greatly appreciated. Uh, And don't forget that you can also find breakout on Spotify, anchor, apple Podcasts, wherever else you watch listen to podcasts i don't know
0: yeah our uh, next uh, our next funding donation is if we get a hundred dollars i'll fix this closet door that's broken behind me <laughs> nick and amy will play gears <laughs> and i'll fix this door
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> all right we'll start on super chats. so president walker five dollars says uh gdi who the who they hell wakes up i'm gonna read exactly how you write it so don't put in typos who the hell wakes up in time for this in PST? Just JK, JK. Glad y'all, ha- y'all you forgot your apostrophe again. Have variety Jesus for that worldwide Nick. audience. <laughs> I'm the editor. I, I, I don't, I'm going to get your grammar I corrections I y'all in there. <laughs>
0: with an apostrophe either, so Well, I think it's fine. Oh, I you definitely suck. do y'all with an apostrophe. Yeah, you suck. How do you write whoa? Uh, W-H-O-A. W-H-O-A? Yes.
1: W-O-H. Yeah, so W-O-H. I'm on team O-H. W-O-H, <laughs> but I know that's, that's like a 50-50 split.
2: feels wrong in my heart. <laughs> okay. All
1: right. President <laughs> Walker again first. for $2. Had to, had to just for Casey's dedication with the glasses. Hopefully you can see through those. Tommy Salty for PLNN, $10. Says you look pretty in the morning. Casey's glasses, rad. Oh, thank and you. And then President Walker with another $2 donation says Casey gives $2 to say we're all born wet.
0: Well, you did say that we're all born wet, which I guess <laughs> is true. There's very few it's dry not, births. It's, I mean, you should be worried. You come out dry. That maybe there, maybe it was like uh, uh, if you're, you're dehydrated. Oh, oh, let's not go
1: this way. Let's not go this direction.
0: Nick, <laughs> you said that we can go in weird directions. That, if I can't talk <laughs> about after birth, then what's the point?
1: Okay. Uh, no, that's uh, a that's Darren's next review on Ooh. Ghostbusters: After Birth. Oh no <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> uh, Beastmarch for $5 says good morning gentlemen good morning to you Beastmarch Eve Daily member for three months and bonus content says hello from me and two sleepy kittens thanks for being <laughs> super chill to yes. listen to while working at end of sprint this afternoon President Walker nice. donated $2 says Nick only likes Halo Infinite because he's plat you're right I played ranked I'm already ranked I'm in the platinum division there's only two ranks above that so I am the Halo pro on our crew
2: Oh wow! Yeah, get good, boys. Wait, what does it what does it take to get into rank? Like
1: ten like ten placement matches.
2: Okay, ten. Okay.
1: Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see when it. you get in there in bronze. You knew. It. <laughs> wow! Straight disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Nick already rearing his ugly head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jorge Riegers donate two dollars says Nick shotgun feels off. Was it always like this? No, I think they need to buff the uh the shotgun on Halo Infinite. It feels a little bit too it feels a, it does feel off. I agree with this uh superman jeff 12 donates two dollars and says nothing
0: wait is yeah, there a shot have i not found a shotgun in halo yet
1: yeah, there's a shotgun uh superman also, or, i know oops. this is
0: going to sound like a lie but i played a bunch of matches yesterday without you guys and i feel like i did very well
1: yes you did okay <laughs> i believe you after you no, after with, you quit shooting me
0: without no without you guys I oh you played show. without oh, oh well I because
1: i wasn't there that. for you to shoot
0: uh, that's true. Yeah, everyone <laughs> color coded correctly.
1: <laughs> Andrew Hickman member for 19 months in early access. Hey Nick, have you seen the coat hook demon oh the coat hook demon again? No. I have not. If you are consider if you are cons- uh, concerned for me about this, I had a very bad nightmare at my girlfriend's apartment where I saw a- it was after watching Midnight Mass where I saw a demon sitting on her coat rack and it jumped at me and I pretty much shit my pants. Mm-hmm. was I-, I would not recommend she had, w- she had to she wake me up because I was hyperventilating in my sleep because it's got me that bad. And now every time I see that coat rack, I want to kill it.
0: That's the uh, second time in a few months you've almost shit your pants, Nick. That's also, true. Also, uh, coat racks don't have souls. You can't kill them.
1: Uh, soul In a souls game, they would have a soul. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it would be like a mimic. You try to put your coat <laughs> yeah. on. It would be- <laughs> it tries to grab you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. From software, make that happen just so I can destroy it. Uh, Lu- Louise Bright way five pounds. So let fix the door, Marty. President Walker had <laughs> a $2 donation again for Casey's Halo Champ fund. And Andrew Hickenbottom donates two pounds and says nothing. Literally nothing. That's <laughs> good. That was good. Because that was good.
0: <laughs> that's a good joke. <laughs> that is a good joke. That's like a, that's like a dad joke. That's a very good 10 a.m. dad joke.
1: Uh, and as a reminder for anybody else tuning in late, uh, the as the Escapist show is going on ice, and that's why we're doing Breakout Live now. This will be our new live podcast every Wednesday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central, where we will discuss everything from video games to books to movies to TV shows to craft beer and apparently haunted coat wrecks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this week was... Uh... I feel like this week was, was particularly on topic just because we had such big things to talk about in yes. both. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of stuff you, happening. Yeah, getting to play Elden Ring and Halo and then uh, Game Awards. That was like a nice little, nice little discussion there. I, I appreciated that. Right, you guys yeah, keep talking
1: while I time. get the credit mm-hmm. section ready. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, no I was going to say what are the uh, what, what sort of streams are going on for the rest of the week what do we got today we got post CP today post CP right?
1: today which you have to just asked for you to join Marty so you're going to do that right yep. No, uh, yep.
0: well I have from what time I have to take my car in at 1
1: 1 to 3 p.m. central
0: it's 1 to 3 p.m. central yep
1: so you can do it you just said so
0: I literally said I'm taking my car yeah, in he at said 1 he has to take his car in at
1: 1 I know you can still do it from your car it's fine
0: I don't! They're going to have my car. I'm not even going to have a car to do it. You
1: so. can sit in the car while they're working on it and continue to do it.
0: I feel like how awkward would that be if I'm like, you need to work on my car, but I'm going to sit. I'm going to sit here and time. watch you. <laughs> like that would be so uncomfortable. I would I have that. to make sure you're doing it right.
1: And as they're know, de- as they're detailing you. it, like you miss a spot. Yeah,
0: exactly. What's what's the post CP
1: today? Uh, Sherlock Holmes chapter one.
0: Oh yeah. I saw the art come in. It was like a couple of Sherlock fuckboys. boys. It was like Sherlock and like another <laughs> handsome man behind him. And I was really, I actually wanted to do that one Dang, I kind of wanted to lear- learn about those boys. Um, but then what do we have coming up? We have doesn't uh, Jack have a cool sponsored stream?
1: Uh, yeah. So tomorrow, I don't know what we're doing to for today. We play it. I won't be there because my girlfriend has to get her wisdom teeth out, put a dollar in the jar. And no, leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> and then Friday. Yes, there will be a sponsor foundry VTT stream at 12 to 2 PM central with Jack, uh, speaking with the creator of Foundry VTT, which is the, the program that we use for Adventure is Nigh, so it'll be a behind-the-scenes Adventure is Nigh stream that's sponsored by Foundry VTT, and then right after that, at 3, Amy and I will be finishing up Halo 5 Guardians, and then for think game night... You actually finish it? Yeah, we're, finish already, it? we're already, like, halfway done with it. That's awesome. Uh, it's not that long of a game. Actually, no. No, no. I think it is going to take us three streams, actually. I think it'll take hmm. us three streams. Uh, and then Halo Infinite for game night on Saturday because, of course... And that's all we're ever going to play from now on. It's just Halo. This channel is turning into Souls and Halo, and you're just going to have to I'm deal fine. with it. I'm fine
0: with half of that. No, yeah, like there's tons gonna, of death references. We've, we've already claimed that whenever it comes out in 2022, we're going to play that Dragon Ball Z Dead by Daylight clone no. that got announced yesterday. It looks so <laughs> I, weird. You don't play as like don't any Dragon wanna. Ball characters? You don't want to <laughs> I don't want to be freaking Parm. What, what the yeah. hell is the name of that? Is, is that the little pig? Cat? Yeah, I don't want to be that that little pig man. That's Oolong. The pig is that Oolong. is Oolong. That's a great name. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hot tea reference. Um, also, as a programming note, I'm not going to be here this weekend, so there's going to be no Dead Space. Oh, no so Persona We're going to have to leave Isaac Clark's adventure on, on ice for a week, and then, uh, yeah, no Persona, which uh, we still have. I think we only have one stream of Dead Space left. Nope. Yep.
2: Maybe it might it might be a longer one.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll try we'll try to make it. We'll finish it the next time we stream Dead Space. We'll finish it. So, like maybe we'll either start an hour early or just play till because there's got to only be like three hours left. So, (laughs) yes, that's
2: that's what I'm hearing.
0: Which, yeah, that'll be over because next week's Thanksgiving break. So,
1: yep. um,
0: Yeah, we'll do that, and then Nick Nick and I have one more two hour uh, persona stream before our all day stream that we'll be (laughs) playing, which will probably be coming sometime (laughs) sometime in December. So. Uh, yeah, no, a lot of a lot of good stuff coming up. Casey's working on a review. I'm working on that video essay. And He's working on his, his Halo 3MR. Yep, and
1: then Adventures now goes out for the public tomorrow And extra punctuation from members, and that's
0: holy it. moly!
1: There is so now, much you stuff. Get credits ready? Yes,
0: perfect. Uh, we ready to roll? Casey, in? Uh, yeah, yeah. Casey, <laughs> uh, tell folks where they can find you. What's going on? Yeah, just follow me on a
2: uh, Twitch slash Twitter at Sigma Gears Nine. You guys know the tag already. I, I hope. I hope you know the tag. Go ahead, follow me, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, And usually I'll just post what I'm doing next. Um, I'll probably be talking about uh, some heavier Activision Blizzard stuff on the Sigma show this Sunday on my personal channel. Um, So those are always uh, fun, engaging conversations. Uh, Join me for those at 10.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.
0: Yeah, I saw I think you snagged Rachel for that, and I know she has a lot of fun. Yeah, Rachel's going to be joining me for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent.
1: Nick? Nick? And you can find me on Twitter at Nick J. Cal and you know, I'm here every single day because this is my job and I do things here, I guess.
0: <laughs> you do. It is your job yeah.
1: and you do do things. I can
0: confirm <laughs> both of us. <laughs> uh, and then uh, you can find me at McBiggity doing all that stuff we were talking about, except for all the stuff that I'm not going to be here for, which is a lot of the stuff. So that's not great. <laughs> not great at all. Uh, so for uh, Nick and Casey, this was Marty. This was uh breakout episode number 17 slash Breakout live episode number one. Thank you all for joining. Uh, uh, this is so great. Honestly, everyone in the chat, everyone with the super chats, uh, JM eight for, for holding the fort down in the chat. Uh, we, we love you all and we'll see you all next time.
1: I have to do one more thing before Peace. the credits go. I got to get the music up.
0: Tommy salty's music.
1: Yep. Tommy salty's <sighs> music. All right. Call it we'll salt. Everybody later.
0: There's <laughs> a new salt lick.
1: Don't forget. You can subscribe <laughs> to breakout on anchor, Spotify and all those other podcast platforms. So go do that too.
0: Yeah. Bye-bye. Share this to your friends. Yeah, and your enemies.
1: (laughs) Just your enemies. Especially your enemies. enemies. Especially your enemies.